and welcome to a Christmas. Rahalastapa, Rahalastapa with Jack Whitehall. Fantastic. And this show is sponsored uh, by the Farter's Survival Guide. I am proud that they have sponsored me. It's by Bennett O'Donnell. It covers a wide range of scenarios in which you might discover you've actually done a blow-off. The pack lift, the wedding altar, the yoga lesson while inside a pantomime horse. Well, when you're just one of the teachers on the bus, and many more, including while under a vow of silence and when being abducted by aliens. Each scenario offers three different outcomes, the sensible choice, the riskier approach, and the kamikaze option. The book also includes several choose-your-own-fart ventures. I'm liking it in spite of myself. And a set of Big Trump's photocopyable playing cards where you can pit society's worst farters against each other in categories that include outward respectability, dietary risk, waft and stench. Including very funny illustrations by the artist Tom Wharton, The Farter's Survival Guide is published by Michael O'Mara Books and available right flipping now. So buy it because they've been very kind and helped sponsor us via Kickstarter, as many as you did, uh, which made, made this series possible and worthwhile. So... It sounds like the perfect Christmas gift, but you probably won't be able to get it in time for Christmas. That is my guess. Get it as a New Year's gift or as a Satan's Day gift, which is January the 8th. Anyway, I will see you very soon. hope you enjoy this podcast. Goodbye. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Leicester Square Theatre. Please welcome a man who can cure or cause cancer with his finger, so you better be a good audience. Every other one of you, it's Richard Herring. much hello good to be back you're already better than last week's audience so uh welcome to richard herring's leicester square theater podcast or as some of the cooler kids uh, i saw so i was watching uh, i was down at the bad education film <laughs> premiere there's a lot of kids down there they were calling it Rahalastapa, that's what it said. Oh, that's, 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 uh, and so we'll have a quick chat with uh, some, there's some nice ladies in the audience. Uh, hello, what, what, are you, what are your, what's your name? Lydia. Lydia, that's a very old fashioned name. Have you traveled through time to be here? <laughs> not, not recently. Well, in a way, aren't we all traveling through time? Just very slowly, one second at a time. That's all I want to say to you. And what's your, what's your name? Natalie, Natalie that's, that's just a normal name, not like Lydia. You thought you said Natalie. You said Natalie like I was going to go, ooh, wow, Natalie. So what do you do for a living, Natalie? You have a design agency. Is that like you solve crimes and design? <laughs> if, they, if, if someone does a design that isn't very good, you get sent out to kill them. Yeah, brilliant. Well, you've got, that's very nice. And what's, uh, are you with this gentleman? Is he with you? See, no. Oh, you okay, oh. Are you excited to be sitting next to these two ladies? This, this is pretty much the most exciting thing that's ever happened in your, frankly, long life. <laughs> What's your name? Nick. Nick's nice to meet you. What, uh, do you work in IT, Nick? Yeah, good, thank you. So, um, I'm, like Henry, I'm like Henry Higgins. Henry Higgins of professional. Look, we're going to move straight on. Lovely, it's lovely to see you all. I've been, I was quite polite to you all, wasn't I, despite what I said before. Uh, this week's guest is probably best known as Ben Whiston from Noah's Ark. Not like the original Noah's Ark. The TV show Noah's I don't need to tell you. Please welcome Jack Whitehall, ladies and gentlemen. Jack Whitehall. There's a microphone. Hello, come in. Nice to meet you. What a, what a charming young man. Hello. He's a charming young man he is. How are you doing? Very good, thank he's, you. He's flown in from America, especially to do this. I have. And then you're going back to America no, as soon as you've done America. this. And not to my house. No, okay, good. I flew in. I'm very excited. Uh, yeah, it's lovely to have you. It's for, um, what do you remember about Noah's Ark, the, uh, the sitcom you were in when you were nine years old? Noah's Ark, yeah. yeah. I played a boy in a vet, vet, because it was about a vet, and it's it was. called Noah's Ark. Eh? See what they did there? Don't really uh, see it and get um, it. No, it's... <laughs> <laughs> and I played a boy with a with a rabbit. Yeah. And the rabbit attacked Anton Rogers. Yeah. And then he, Anton Rogers, who played the vet, went, "That's this is a monster." And then I had to go, "It's not a monster. He's a rabbit." But on the day, I got a lot of nerves and couldn't say rabbit and said wabbit every time. Yeah. And in the end, they dubbed me, so it's not my voice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And First, have you been dubbed ever every I mean, single well, performance you've done since? It's the the uh, I, I had that um, yeah. ignominy uh, very early on in my career, and then w what I thought was going to be the highlight of my career up to date was 
maybe two years ago, I got this call from my agent. They said, Disney have asked um, whether you'd like to come and record um, a voice for this new film they've got called Frozen. And I was like, oh my God, I love Disney. I'm 100% up for that. And I went and I recorded this one line, Go Feed the Troll. Um, and uh, he, his, the one line is, I now trollfully pronounce you man and wife. Um, yeah, pretty good. Uh, <laughs> I practiced quite a lot. And uh, so I then I did an interview in front of the Frozen poster, tweeted yeah. about it, told everyone I knew about it, went to see it, you know, put on the black tie, headed yeah. down to the Putney Odeon. Um, <laughs> It wasn't a premiere, I was just going to watch the film. <laughs> the black tie was unnecessary in hindsight. And I went in and it got to the bit where Go Through the Troll comes out, he walks out, and then it cut away to one of those fucking princesses and my line had been cut. Aww. And I called Hannah, my agent, I was like, what's happened? And she went, oh, unfortunately, um, I felt from my tell you that Disney had reduced your part to a non-speaking role. <laughs> So I, I, I'm credited. <laughs> I'm credited on the film. It says Jack White will go through the troll. Non-speaking role in an animation. But presumably, presumably and in so, the silence as he walked away, that yeah, was no, your, you that was your silence. You see him in the background going, <clears throat> like that, and then it cuts. It's bullshit. It's and, and I love the film as well. Yeah. And in everywhere you hear the song as well. Let it go. No, I fucking won't. <laughs> I met I met the guy who's the snowman in Frozen. Josh Gad. Yeah, I met him. I mean, it was on uh, Saturday. See, I know all of their names. Sunday Kitchen or whatever it's called to them. He seemed quite a nice guy. Yeah, he's great. He he's was advertising man. that awful film that he did with uh, I think it was Adam Sandler where they were where space invaders came and started attacking Pac Man. He, he did well to try and make it look like he didn't think it was shit. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> I was quite impressed, by, more impressed by any of his acting in anything I've seen, by the way. He went, yeah, it's great. this is a great film. It's a good, this is a good idea. This isn't a terrible idea. And the fact Adam Sandler's in it is no indication that it's going to be terrible. I need to learn some of those yeah. techniques for promoting stuff that isn't very good, because I, I feel like I might be entering that stage in my career. I'm, I think people should be on. I mean, it's not good for your career if you are honest, but you should be honest because then the public will trust you. Yeah. If you go, look, this one isn't very good, but bear with me. <laughs> the next one, the next one I'm in will yeah. probably be okay. I, you yeah. know, I couldn't. How would you describe this film? Well, it's a stepping stone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, producers may not be okay with that. So I met you when we when on the circuit like about ten years ago or something like that, yeah. like maybe not quite that long ago. When you, I, you must have been. Like 13, 12 years old, because <laughs> you still look about 15 years 15 old. 15 years old. You're the youngest person who's ever been on this. <laughs> I was, yeah, I was eight, 18. Yeah. I think well, I was 17 when I started, then 18 when I started in the circuit. And yeah. then we met. Oh, I was just saying backstage, I remember coming to see your show in Edinburgh, one of the first Edinburghs that I just went to as a punter to watch shows. And I was with my friend's mum, who's. She's lovely, but she's quite uptight and she's very proper. And she'd seen on your poster, just she'd just seen Radio 4. And that's yeah. clearly what her eye had gone to. <laughs> so we went along and she was expecting yeah. a kind of light twee hour of Radio yeah. 4 comedy. And then the uh, cancer oh finger came God. out. Oh, my God. It was amazing. It yeah. was so funny. So funny watching you, but even funnier watching her. Just like jaw dropped. I should get her to come to all my gigs and just sit behind me on the stage, and then people who aren't enjoying me, they can enjoy her reaction. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> my workout. I think uh, she died a little bit when you made a fingering joke. Okay. It was. <laughs> as long as only a little bit, it would be a shame even, if she actually. You can't died. even narrow down <laughs> the show <laughs> to which I reference. I really can't. Uh, that's the. <laughs> Uh, but I should be able to remember them more recently. Well, you, but you were very... I mean, it was clear to me, in, even in 2005, 2006, whenever it would have been, that you were, uh, you were going to go great places. But it's gone... I mean, it's incredible. Can you quite believe your... I mean, your life and your career, your, your film star, TV star, you are going out with Gemma Chan from the TV show <laughs> Humans, Humans, which I'm really pleased about. <laughs> Have you, you've seen humans, haven't you? I know, yeah, I like him. We may, we may have a line of questioning on this later. <laughs> no, it's, going on, right. it's going all right for you. <laughs> it's going all right for you, isn't it? It's going, do, you, do you wake up in the morning and pinch yourself? And can I pinch you instead well, if you no, don't? I, yeah, I mean, Gemma is... I don't know what she's doing with me. No, <laughs> I, 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 I agree. No, no. It's, it's, a, 
It's amazing how readily people are to, to remind you of that fact. Like fucking everyone, strangers, people yeah. you meet, like everyone, no one's shy in telling you that you're punching above your weight. So I'm very, very aware of that every day. Um, and yeah, career-wise, again, still feel like I'm punching above my weight. I'm very lucky to be here because I'm terrible at everything else. No, well, that's not true. I it's did, not true. Well, it's... I'm quite good at doing por- portraits. Oh, yeah, okay. That's literally my only other, my only other talent. I want to be a portrait artist. What, or, like in Leicester no, Square? My, the other job I'd be is a courtroom artist. I think that's the best job ever. Because you get done a courtroom up? artist. Because okay. you oh, get paid to draw and you get to meet all the people you loved on TV as a kid. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. And now, I think... It, I would like, I'm sort of, I'm, I'm only disappointed in the, the way your career's gone in that I thought you were like, a, I mean, you're not giving up doing stand-up, but you were an excellent stand-up straight away. Oh, I mean, you came you. out very fully formed. And in a way, I would kind of, as a comedy fan, I'd like to see you just do stand-up. Yeah. For like, because you'll have a really long run-up at it and be, you know, it just feel like the other stuff distracts you away from that a bit, maybe. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 and I do love doing stand-up and I can't stop doing it whenever I go and film something or write something. I, I always feel, like feel an itch to get back on stage and try to keep doing stand-up, but I do love doing the other stuff and I do love, yeah. I love writing and acting and so it's it's hard to, to give up one, but then I think no, you're right, focusing on one might be an idea. Well, it's difficult, but you know you're young and you can manage to do lots of different things, which is uh, and Gemma uh, Chan. So that is uh, that is. Uh... <laughs> Sorry, no, uh, that do, is. Uh, yeah. I'm really happily married with a baby. <laughs> uh, so. Uh... But here's the question: Is it cheating if it's? <laughs> <laughs> is it? Well, is it? But is it cheating if you? Because I have a big routine about, which is weird. I, as it okay. turns out, now you're sitting there. I have a, <laughs> I have a big routine about uh, your girlfriend. <laughs> and or uh, the fictional character well, that she plays. Well, I say in the routine, I ask my. <laughs> no, I, ask, no. <laughs> I gave him a get out. I gave him a get out. And he's just well, steamrolling through it. A, if I was going out with her, I would ask her to play that fictional character <laughs> some of the time. <laughs> or at least imagine that. that. I maybe wouldn't ask her, just imagine that was what's going on. Uh, no, it's... I, I asked my... <laughs> See, it's inappropriate. Uh, it's, um... it's not as inappropriate as... Oh, I went on this morning <laughs> with Eamon Holmes, right. and Eamon Holmes was there with his wife, Ruth. <laughs> And we were talking about Gemma and humans. And he made a reference to it as well, um, going, oh, I wouldn't mind getting... Oh, that was not Northern Irish. <laughs> okay, what's Northern Ireland? How? Northern Ireland. I'm there. not going to help you. There you you are. Don't, really don't want to ask it, me about accents. Ruth. <laughs> Ruth, I wouldn't mind getting one of those. Oh, it's so terrible. I wouldn't mind getting one of those adult cards for you. Yeah. <laughs> That's what. So the a thing chilling wants, insight into Amy Holmes. The thing he wanted was <laughs> that's more insulting to everyone. That's like going, I watch humans, and what I really want is my wife <laughs> to have sex to with me. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like I wish I wasn't married. I wish, I wish I had a picture. Just, just touch me. <laughs> The routine is more... I worry I've now misquoted him as well as fucking up his accent. <laughs> I think it was so... The accent was so bad, I don't think it they can no, see you. It was terrible. Going, it clearly wasn't Eamon Holmes. Uh, it's about whether... Uh, the routine's really about whether it's considered cheating to have sex with a robot, which I don't... Th- I mean, I had a big discussion with my wife about whether having sex with a robot that looked exactly like the actress Gemma Chan would be... Would be... <laughs> would be considered cheating and she said it would be cheating and she'd divorce me if I did that really and I said I didn't well think it she's here be. tonight <laughs> good uh, so, I'm del- it's the only reason I asked you one uh, so just one step closer to wrecking the lives of my wife and child and being and, probably and mine yours, I think as well and probably I'd be sent I'm guessing I'd be sent to prison unless there was just there might be a spark you never know uh, so there might be a spark uh, I mean if she'll go out with you everyone's yeah, in the shot so no <laughs> she's very much gone for the <laughs> so that's good. but it's, it's an interesting question about whether having do you think having sex with a robot would should be considered cheating that is my question that I ask in my show and that I ask my 
Um, yes. Because it's not. It's only a machine, and it's not actually a human being. Well, no, but in the in the well, series, she's got, she's got kind of conscience and she's stuff. She's got a conscience. And she yeah, knows. Yeah, but she's a robot still. I, I say yes if yeah. the robots have a delete history <laughs> thing. No, I don't, I don't think you should have sex with a robot. What about a robot that doesn't, you know, it's just a robot? It's, just, it's like, you know, you probably have sometimes had sex with one of those plug-in vaginas you can put in your yeah. car. I think it's because they you look probably like... probably have done that. I'm, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. haven't we all? Yeah. Um, I think it's when they look like the human. If, yeah. but that if, I, was caught, if I was caught having sex with the Go Compare robot, <laughs> I think that's fine. Well, but I think that's the same. Because he's lost I'm... and he needs some comfort. <laughs> and I'm, you know, I, I think, think that's it's okay. the same just because it looks like. What if I found me having sex with a blow up doll? In my if I, in the in the dressing okay, room, yeah, that looks like a human being. Yeah, would you wouldn't judge me for that, would you? You'd say that. I mean, you'd say why? Why are you doing? I'd say it? the likeness isn't quite <laughs> as good as the one in humans. Um, but yeah, I I judge you, but not yeah. necessarily think that you should leave your wife. No, I think my wife think, would be uh, would be disgusted. I think she'd be upset. Yeah, yeah, she'd be. Well, she'd just think, why are you doing that? Why are you doing that? <laughs> I mean, it's quite insulting now. I think about it. Uh, so, um, Where do we go from here? <laughs> we've, like, we've literally shot our wad right at the start. Oh, and you, well, you're the king of comedy, you're the reigning king of comedy. And now they what, don't exist anymore. And it's over, so you're going to be king of comedy. Forever. What, does, what powers does that give? Do I have to do everything you say? Are you the king of all the comedians? Yeah, I, I, all I have to say is just please stay away from Gemma. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> There's not... There's not many laws I'm going to be decreeing, but I, I think that one I'm going to stay pretty strong. Okay. You live quite near me, apparently, so, you know, that's... Oh, that's, uh, that's terrifying. <laughs> I have to be on watch now. I'm going to have to get an actual robot to protect my non-robot yeah. girlfriend from you. Yeah. Well, if it looks like Gemma, that might be the solution. <laughs> And everyone would be, apart from my wife, will be unhappy. Well, there. there my what, wife so, what if I had sex with a robot that looked like Gemma? Yeah. That would, like, yeah, I would, I'd, be, I'd, I'd be up for watching that. Morally! If that's the best, if that's the best I'm going to get, I'll take it. <laughs> yeah, we'll look into it. Well, I think be. She has a I mean, sister. I think it would be insulting. I think that would be insulting. <laughs> <laughs> I think you'd have a good hard look at yourself yeah, if you did that. I'm sure. Just have a think about. Yeah. Can we edit out a bit on? where I offered up her sister? <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> Possibly not. Uh, um, so I did a show a few years ago called uh, Hitler Moustache, in which I tried to reclaim the toothbrush moustache for comedy, and I had to go around with a Hitler moustache on. And I just did it for a year, and it's quite. But you've, you've, you're trying to reclaim the Yorkshire Ripper beard, for, for, which I think is a lot braver than... It's a I lot have braver. shaved it off recently. I've shaved yeah. it off twice. Have once you? for a part, and then the time before was to play Princess Diana. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she didn't have a beard. No, she didn't have a beard. <laughs> so that's the only time I've shaved it off, it? but I like it. I yeah. need to have my beard. It's nice to have a beard. Because a little chubby child's face underneath it. <laughs> well, it's quite... I mean, it's good beard for a young... I mean, you're, like, in your late-ish 20s now, right? Yeah, late 20s. Yeah. Yeah, it feels like it's old. It really isn't. Uh, and, uh, and so it's good to be able to pull off a bit. I couldn't have pulled off a beard at your age. No? No. I mean, you pull it off, that just. Well, yeah. It's, this it's is not quite hooked up there. No, it doesn't hook up. But that, when I was younger, it was even less. It was just sort of would grow under there and then a little bit there and a little bit there. So you could, have a, you, you could have a good bugger's grip there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Am I allowed to call them those? That's probably not PC. <laughs> The bugger's grips. Yeah. I think we're probably okay on we're this. We're probably okay, yeah. <laughs> and, um, I have this mad Christian uncle who has some um, He has a beard and he cut it into sideburns. And my father over lunch once said to him, Jerry, you have a tremendous set of bugger's grips. And he, he just got up and left the room. <laughs> they haven't spoken for five years. <laughs> Actually, when I did, when my famous role... I've done a lot of acting. And uh, when I was Percy the Shepherd in uh, Servants, mm. you've probably seen, uh, I, uh, I, they, I had, like, right up to there. So they did 
did them to their did them down to their so they were like buggers grips right up to apart from the chin more or less so it was, that was they were pretty good Tremendous. so you'd have liked you'd have enjoyed that you'd have enjoyed those <laughs> you would have enjoyed that um, <laughs> servants <laughs> I really drama. loved you in um, Inside Number 9 oh that was so much that fun that was really great I loved doing that they're what? my heroes as yeah. well I mean it was I spent most of the time on set and I'd, I'd never done it before, just fangirling them and watching, <laughs> st- watching them. And every take, you'd see like a flash of one of their characters across their faces. And there was one where um, uh, you, uh, he, I saw a little bit of hair lip. Right. Uh, <laughs> and then Reese and I know, oh, it was so good. It was amazing to, to work with them. But I was a little bit too in awe, probably. Well, uh, they, are they quite? I imagine I've never worked with uh, Reese and uh, Steve Pemberton, Reese uh, Shearsmith and uh, Steve Pemberton from *Legal Gentlemen*. Uh, in case you were confused by the hair lip yeah. <laughs> reference, uh, but uh, I've never worked with them. But I imagine they're quite fastidious. And are they? I mean, is it is it fun to work with them, or are they? Are they're they, fun they're to work with, but they are fastidious, and yeah. they are so. They're, I mean, they're they're geniuses and they're so good at what they do. But they let everyone else do their thing, and they're not like super controlling. But yeah, you you get a sense that they know what direction to steer it in. Um, and yeah, they were so nice as well, and so yeah. really. I mean, the only problem with that was that we were on a it was on a train carriage, and I get very bad motion sickness. <laughs> so on the first day, I literally had to run off set and throw up everywhere into a toilet, and then walked out with like sick on my beard, and straight into Sheridan Smith, <laughs> who was coming in to have her like makeup check done, and then me with like sick all over me. I think she thought it was part of the yeah, just the pre- filming. Just pretend. <laughs> so like, yeah, no, just, no, uh, yeah, it was just you know. I it might be a bit like thing. my troll uh, thing where it might get cut this bit, but uh, <laughs> yeah. <it's>, uh, <laughs> um, but no, it was uh, yeah, that was great to do. Yeah, oh cool. Didn't uh, see it on a plane. It's on planes now. You, what it's, it's on, on the plane. It's on the plane. Are you excited about uh, that? I get, I get very excited <laughs> when I see something on the plane. Yeah. I don't know why. Does I don't get excited when I see it on TV or a poster of it, but when I'm on the plane yeah. and I see it in the little book, I'm like, oh my god, look! There. I'm that, on a plane. That might be the last thing that someone watches. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I the real a, test is if they, you know, if they keep on watching as the plane's as going, the plane's going, going down. Yeah. Just try and finish the episode. Yeah. <laughs> Well, it's good with Inside Number Nine because they're self-contained. They are exactly. So you won't feel like you're missing out on a series because no, you can no, just no. enjoy one before you crash and die. The um, what's in, in, what's the one the the Inside? Oh, I've forgotten what it's called now. Inside uh, the Disney one with the little Inside, inside out. out. Inside Out. I watched that on the plane. Right. That was really sweet. Like I'm. Oh, why am I saying this? I get quite, um, I'm really bad at crying at stuff. And yeah. I, I cry, I've cried at an episode of Deal or No Deal once. That was the worst. <laughs> um, uh, there's something wrong with me. I, I, I'm like a like really heavily hormonal pregnant woman. Right. I tear up a lot. And I watched Inside Out and was welling up on the plane. And the late, their hostess came past. And she looked at me and I, and I sort of took the thing, the ed- headphones out. And she said, are you okay? And I went, um... And I didn't want to say why, so I was like, I'm a really nervous flyer. (laughs) So then I had to keep up this pretense for the rest of the flight that I was a really nervous flyer. To the point where I think she, yeah, she was going to get the guy next to me to hold my hand. No, no, I can't, I can't. I I once cried uh, watching Love Actually. Uh, Not, I was very depressed and I started crying uh, and I thought I would never stop crying. Really? Yeah, I started sobbing uncontrollably. It wasn't about the film. It was just when the film had, had helped me go into the descent, into Triggered depression. But I generally, I was a bit depressed. I watched it, something made me cry, and then I started sobbing, and then I thought, I'm never going to stop crying. It's... <laughs> well, you know, like, it's a very It'd depressing okay. film, Love Actually. But, you know, not, it's a horrible film. What? Love Actually. My nephew loves Love Actually. Really? And it's, it's oh. a horrific... I wonder whether... Okay, this is an amazing story about Martin McCutcheon. Okay. I'm probably speaking out of turn. Good. We can always edit it out. (laughs) And then make a special episode of just this. Um, 
she <laughs> she's not in I don't my think friend it's like, wor- my friend worked at an agency and he was very low down low level at this agency and Martin McCutcheon came into the agency once and she was coming in to meet with one of the big agents and this is when she was at the height of her fame mm-hmm. um, and uh, they sent an email around to everyone saying Martine um, is in quite a bad mood this morning could please everyone just ignore her and not look at her when she comes in and so they all had to like put down their eyes as she walked through <laughs> I thought it was kind of ironic, because really they've been doing that ever since. <laughs> Can you imagine sending that email? I'm sure that would make it worse, wouldn't it? She's just walking know. through going, why is nobody looking at me? What, is, what have I done? Have I the other best <laughs> Martin McCutcheon-related story is I did um, the, um, uh, what do you call it, um, Sunday Night at the Palladium, and Mick yes. Hucknell was on. And I know, again, I shouldn't be sharing this, but Mick Hucknell, who went out with Martin McCutcheon, yeah. his rider with six bottles of champagne and a multi-pack of um, Danone Activia yogurts. <laughs> that is his genuine rider. Can you imagine Mick just sat there with a glass of champagne, <laughs> shirt off, just <laughs> spooning in that tummy-loving care. It's the weirdest rider ever. <laughs> Someone likes yogurt. So, um... <laughs> Yeah. She, she advertised those, right, Martin McCutcheon? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's... It Tell me love and care. Yeah. I don't think she does anymore. I think no. someone else got that. Gok Wang got the gig. Did he? Yeah. Fuck me, that's got to be a sad day. <laughs> I'm really sorry. It's show business. You it's have show to business. Be, you just have to be ready for that. Freddie Not, not lost. you personally, no, Jack. Yeah. You're going to be riding high forever, I hope. Well... Yeah. I, won't, I, for one, won't be delighted when it all comes crashing down. <laughs> And Gemma leaves me. <laughs> I will not celebrate that day. <laughs> oh. Could you tell her that if she's interested, I'm prepared to kill my wife and daughter? <laughs> for, I'm prepared to murder them. I'll make it look like an accident. For just five minutes of conversation with her. That's, that's, that's all I want. Okay. That can be just let her, Could you just let her know I'll that? I'll let her know. Okay. <laughs> could you let her know about me? I, I think definitely you will go home and probably talk about this afternoon. <laughs> Possibly to the neighbourhood watch. <laughs> if you want some free tickets to my new show, in which I discuss it a little bit more, then uh, do let her know. That <laughs> Send her along. Don't, please don't show her this, this podcast. Uh, <laughs> I think I come out of it badly. I think, I think I might have blown it. <laughs> so, you went to school with Robert Pattinson from Twilight. Yeah. How was that? That must have been a, a challenging, good-looking, two good-looking boys, bucks. He was the shirts m- off fighting <laughs> in front of the fire. That's what I'm guessing. Uh, he was in the year above me. Was he was. Um, he was very. He was lovely chap. Very good. Yeah. Very good actor. Got in all the plays, and I didn't. Um, <laughs> it was some bitterness grew. Um, Eddie Izzard didn't get in any of his plays at school either. Really. Yeah. And then you know. I was always like the one they had to make up a part for. Right. And then you had to play the part, but deep down you knew that there was no llama in the manger. <laughs> yeah, that was really my school acting career. Um, but that was sort of that whole thing was just exacerbated by my mother, who was just desperate to tell me how successful or it was being at every juncture. So that's where the bitterness grew from. But uh, I don't see my mother anymore. <laughs> yeah. She's stopped now. Okay. <laughs> and we went to university. I'll tell you the, uh, my, my, mother's, my mother's latest thing. This is... Uh, <laughs> she, um, she... So I mentioned... Um, I, I, I alluded to it earlier. That thing about, you know, people that we loved on TV as kids all now yeah. falling from grace. And you, how you kind of suspect everyone from that era may have been involved. My mum lives next to um, Diddy David Hamilton. Right. You know, the, the guy from the BBC Radio in the yeah. 70s. Nothing has been said about him. <laughs> That's the most important thing to say before I tell you this story. My mum always sees him out walking the dog. <laughs> and she delights. It, this is every time she sees him, she behaves in exactly the same way. And she's like, oh, look, Jack, there's David. And she's like, oh, hello, David. How are you? Wonderful to see you. How's your wife? Oh, yes, great. Oh, wonderful. We've got to have a super catch-up and a cup of tea soon. Yes, nice. Bye, David. Bye. Any day now. (laughs) Every time. 
every time, every time. We're like, you can't say that. That's how rumours start. I really hope she doesn't see this. She does. She does see him every day. I hope. I hope. Well, for did, now. I hope David. Did, I hope that Diddy David Hamilton doesn't see that he's a big fan of the podcast. I'm, I'm guessing. Well, you've worked with your dad as well, so your parents have quite, uh, both seem to be quite amusing. Individuals. They're quite hot, yeah. They're quite hot. <laughs> quite hot. Um, yeah, I was telling you about my mother. Yeah. When I, I called her a couple of weeks ago when the whole Cameron putting his dick in the pig's mouth thing came out because I was abroad and I was like, Mum, is that, I've just been on Twitter. Is that, oh, there's something about David Cameron and a pig. Is that true? And she went, Oh, Jack, can you tell me hand on heart that you haven't done things like that when you were drunk? Yes, I can. And why? The, what, you're meant to be the one person that doesn't see me like that. She has, yeah, very little respect for her son. And as for my father, yeah, he's. Yeah. Um, Are you doing more stuff with your dad, or is that is that? A... I'm doing one. I'm doing a sort of end of year thing with him, right. um, where I think I've managed to get Jeremy Kyle to come on. Right. Jeremy Kyle is coming on with his dad. Right, blimey. I know, it's going to be... Satan is coming uh, it's on. It's amazing, yeah. Uh, so, I tried, my pitch to him was, can you come on my show and then I'll bring my dad on your show? Because <laughs> I don't feel like anyone has ever gone on that in Tweed. Um, <laughs> and a paternity test would be interesting, it would wouldn't be it? Amazing, if it yeah. <laughs> Did da- Diddy David Hamilton could be the Diddy dad. Diddy David, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you do look similar. <laughs> um, I'm going to ask you an emergency question. Not because it's a particular emergency. What's what, the emergency question? What is the, these are the questions I ask when I've oh, run yeah. out of questions. Uh, what is the worst emergency you've ever been involved in? It's literally an emergency question in this case. Oh, the worst emergency ever. Yeah. Um, well, I, I, I rolled a car really badly and right. like n- genuinely nearly died. Like, came off the road, rolled it like four or five times through the, uh, some woods and like missed two trees by millimeters and walked away totally unscathed. But I remember thinking at the time, and it was kind of terrible, but it was literally two days before my DVD was out. <laughs> and all I could think was, oh my God, how many more would I have sold? <laughs> I, if I just connected with one of those trees, even if I'd been fine in the end, just like a little—is <laughs> that—that makes me a bad person. That may, well, it makes you bad if you thought if I was dead, then it would be even more because that would be. You know, oh no, no, I'd have to be alive. You want to live? No, to I'd want to just do like a Hammond. Yeah. <laughs> not like, not like full on dead. Yeah. <laughs> Also, if you get a brain injury, that might, you know, I think it, people often, often be with brain injuries, they connect things really oddly in their lives, and that might actually help as a comedian, I think. Because yeah, be... often, like, a j- joke is just two weird ideas hitting each other in your brain, isn't it? Yeah. So if you actually could damage your brain in the right way, you're just thinking you could become a super ha- comedian. You're just thinking if I had less capacities, you might <laughs> have an easier route to my girlfriend. Well, I'm just, <laughs> just me I'm... there in a chair. <laughs> I'm thinking of the film Sliding Doors, which is my favourite film. And uh, Did you this cry is the Jack Whitehall slamming into a tree film <laughs> version of that. And how different my life could have been. I'm only that. I'm, I'm delighted that you I really think you're amazing. So I'm only joking. Uh, 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 why can't everyone be babies? That is my question to you. I saw a babe, someone dressed as a baby at a Halloween party. Oh, did you? Two nights ago. It may, it may have begun. Like a huge, giant baby with a head. It was terrifying. Right. But even the baby, they'd managed, like, I don't know how, but managed to make it slightly slutty. <laughs> like, it was just all a little bit too tight. And yeah. How can you make a, a slutty baby? That's there's wrong. <laughs> uh, slutty pumpkins and stuff like that, fine. But yeah. every co- well, no, no costume is sacred at Halloween. No, it is. Anything can be made slutty. Although it's getting to a point now where the whole idea of that day is that you're meant to be able to be as offensive as you can be. I think, really, it's like a, often a lot of cultures, they have this a day where you're allowed to do whatever you want or whatever, you know. Yeah. It's like a sort of Star Trek episode, isn't it, where people are allowed to murder everyone for a day and then, yeah. and then they live the rest of the year <laughs> in peace. That's sort of what Halloween should be, but now it's become like if you go the wrong... If you go too far, if you dress up as the Twin Towers or... I don't, there's, 
you know, there's or Cecil the Lion, someone dressed up hasn't got into trouble. Did he get that's into a trouble? Brilliant, that's a brilliant that's Halloween great. costume. That's, it's Halloween. It's like they're, they're, everyone is dead. They're all dead. <laughs> you go, oh no, now you've picked on a that. real, natural dead. Yeah. It's a lion as well, so it should be. That. The human centipede, that's a very good one. <laughs> we know with like three sex dolls attached to the back okay. of you, and then the swaddling cloth around there. That's a good one. Is that your Halloween costume yeah, of choice? No, just my regular costume, <laughs> walking around the house. Good. I think it would just be good if everyone was a baby. Everyone was a baby? Yeah. Just what, for a day or forever? Well, it would probably be about a day. About a day. <laughs> <laughs> Baby day. Because everyone would be dead by the end of it. <laughs> everyone would be a baby. That's the, that's the basic idea of the it. basic idea. That's it, more or less. Um, <laughs> this might not work for you because you're so young, so you might not have experienced uh, change. <laughs> Kettle crisps are not as nice as they once were. Have I changed or have they? That's a rhetorical question. That's a brilliant question. No, it's rhetorical. I don't want you to answer it. <laughs> I'm just complimenting the question. Thank I you. wouldn't dare answer Good. it. Good. If you could travel, if you could travel back in time to compare any food of today with an equivalent so wait, in the this past, is, is this linked? Is this, is this all one question? <laughs> it is, yeah. Oh great! So yeah. that was just the no, first. I'm just bit. giving you an example. I would like to. If I could travel back in time, I would go and I'd go back five years and see with a pack of kettle crisps now and a pack of kettle crisps then, and I would eat one of each and go see they've changed. Do you know? Oh, they didn't change. I've changed. <laughs> that's what I would do. But you know, that's you can, all you can you'd choose. Do. Yeah, that's why if I had that power. To, I mean, it had to be food-based. I mean, if I could travel in time, you know, and it didn't have to be food-based, I'd probably do something else. Go back and yes. move some trees around. <laughs> <laughs> but this is specifically a culinary base. Is there any food that you'd like to see if it's the same as it used to taste? Or like a food that from the past it could be that you'd think, oh, I wonder what that... I wonder what um, a sausage tastes like in, <laughs> in 1273. Then you could do that, but it would have to be food-based. Food-based? Yeah. Um, I don't know what... You'd have to taste the two things, and then that would then you'd come out. I'd like to go back in time so yeah. that all of the food that my grandmother gives me is in within its dateline. She has never. She once. She once um, sent me a, a, a Christmas present, which was some chocolate liqueurs, and it had the dateline on a sticker on the front. And she tried to scratch it off, but couldn't get it off. So you saw just the nail marks. And then she'd given up and got a black pen and just crossed out the dates like redacted documents during like the Stasi regime. But you could see the date through it, and they were like ten years old. And that was my that was my Christmas present because she lives in this weird like you go down to. Her her house and she has the weird mad um oh I've just, uh, we're, this is an actual show um sorry <laughs> <laughs> i'm just um opening up too much but it's no fine, she's allowed we can no, take it she's, she's quite she's quite eccentric my grandmother she once true my yeah. uncle um uh, found a roadkill deer which he dragged home and my 80 year old grandmother butchered it down <laughs> and at a sunday lunch served us roadkill venison <laughs> You are literally the poshest Fucking person insane. I have ever met. No! <laughs> That's not posh! It is! If I was posh, I'd shoot it myself! <laughs> Here's a joke I want to do on the Royal Variety. Do you think I'll okay. be able to do it? Okay, Because Prince Harry's there. I what? want to say, Prince Harry's the only member of the Royal Family that looks like he'd rather be on a stag than shooting one. <laughs> I think that's Will acceptable. I get in trouble? <laughs> I think you'll only get in trouble if you do the other Prince Harry gag. Uh, so, <laughs> that everyone does, let's face it. Uh, but uh, my, gr my grandparents were similar. My grandparents, I, they're the only people I've ever, they, you go in their pantry, as it used to be in yeah. those days, and there'd be things that were so out of date. I've, I saw Marmite that had gone off. I don't think that's possible, yeah. But, you know, I would never have said that was possible. But they had old tins of Marmite. And just... old brands that don't exist anymore. Yeah, yeah. A few dodgy jam jars. Yeah. Oh dear. Uh, <laughs> spam, things like that. Yeah. Nice wartime and this food. Was, they had also, they had, you won't remember this, they had uh, that toilet paper, that medical toilet paper that was like uh, tracing paper. 
There, this guy's, this guy's, the guy, the old guy's not in the two young girls going, what? I went, they're literally, there used to be medical toilet paper and they had it, it really upset me as a kid because it was the only toilet paper they had. It was like a medical shirt and, you, and it was literally like greaseproof paper. I would say being greaseproof was the last thing You'd toilet paper, paper would want to be. Yeah. But generally it was horrific. I just hated going to their house because I hated having to the use this. I should have just taken some toilet we paper. We just have home. towels at Booper. <laughs> <laughs> I've staff to lick that off for us. <laughs> lick it away. What is, what is worst, in your opinion? Bestiality or necrophilia? Fucking hell. Uh, <laughs> if you had to judge, if you were in charge as the king of comedy and one of your... <laughs> Servants had come with, uh, and, and one of them had done bestiality, and one of them had done necrophilia. Uh, I think probably the necrophilia. Hmm. Yeah, hard <laughs> Why? I mean, why? I mean, you've been answering it. There's the other option is just to. Because the headlines to, to evade just read, the question. When, whatever you answer, the headlines will be Jack Whitehall says necrophilia, necrophilia is, is, better than, is better than bestiality. How long's the body been cold? Um. I think that would be your choice. <laughs> Whatever your preference is, it's and rare, medium rare. What's the animal? <laughs> Again, your choice. Which animal would you have sex? I'd, I'd, I would have sex with an acarpi if I was going to have sex with an animal, which is like a uh, so sort of like zebra llama thing. Uh, and it's got very much like a female... It's good. I don't want to have sex with an no, animal. No, no, no. If I had to have sex with an animal. I do quite want to have sex with an acarpi. <laughs> Because from behind, it looks like a lady wearing kind of zebra print trousers. <laughs> and, I'd be, and I didn't know this initially when I... And it's got a really long tongue as well, but I didn't know that. To be, that, was just, that was just a surprise that came yeah. after I'd selected the carpet and then one licked it quick and right, lick right round. There can't be. I, I'm really trying to think now of what I would... Why do you think your, your friend's mum didn't like my... Uh, <laughs> she <laughs> was there want, in her leopard. Which animal would you have sex with? If you had you're, you're Jack Whitehall. You can have sex with any animal you want. And it'll be, be 30 years before the police catch up with your generation. Well, they, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, I don't know whether being me helps with the animal. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know whether name-dropping with an animal. <laughs> the animal. Hey, by the way, I've got Mock the Week. And I... And I <laughs> I think, you know, you would go into the zoo or wherever, or the farm, whichever, you know, floats your boat, or the safari I'd park. actually probably do it with a wild animal, because yeah. in captivity, it's, you know, it's cruel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it would be a wild... Yeah. Well, something I'd have to... Chase. <laughs> <laughs> Give it an element of sport. <laughs> <laughs> a fox with some friends. A fox. We'd all get on horses and get our trumpets and then chase the fox down and then the winner can fuck it. Well, is that really any different than the one? No, is exactly. It, is it? See, I was yes, trying to make is. a satirical yes. point. Yes, it is different. <laughs> I, have a, I have a section called Desert Island Dicks. If you were going to be standing on a desert island, what eight Richards would you take with you? Oh, great. Yeah, see, it surprised you, didn't it? Richard Herring, to well, keep I'm him there, away I'm from there. Gemma. I'm there already. <laughs> Richard Osman from Pointless. Yeah, good choice. Um, Richard... Oh, no, he's dead. Um, they can be a dead one. They can become the... Richard Briars? Yeah, good choice. He's... Because he could do the, like, farming and stuff. He could do the farming. He could make yeah. self-sufficient, um, make some elderflower wine. Richard... Oh, no. Well, Richard Maidley, so we could kill yeah. and eat him. <laughs> uh, I, I like the way you count them. Yeah, 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 no, I don't, want to, the, I don't this, want to pick too many. That this, would be a uh, this question's the beauty of this question people get to about four and then can't think of any more Richards. And then Richard the third, yeah, Richard the third, have him there, yeah. Um, I would, as I've said before, Richard Griffiths, two more. Richard Griffiths, your godfather, yeah. Um, he's great company, was um, a Richard, Richard. Richard Richard? Richard? No. Oh, Richard Richard. <laughs> Lionel Richard. Richie Rich. <laughs> Not Lionel Richard. Um, <laughs> Richie Rich. Richie yeah. Rich. Cliff and Richard. That... Yes, yes, yes. Keep him away from Richie Rich. Check. 
No, no, no. Because one of them's fictional and one of them's real, uh, yes. and if those two universes those two met, mix. it would destroy, it would create a dichotomy that would destroy us, yes, a dichotomy that would destroy the universe. I was on with uh, Cliff Richard the other day. When Isn't I say he on... He came on this? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to get him. I've really upset Cliff Richard, some Cliff Richard fans. I was on the Albert Hall, I was in the little room and he was in the big room. And, yeah. I, and I tweeted and made a joke about saying the, the, all the audience from the corridor, and I said it's like being in a scene from The Walking Dead. <laughs> <laughs> it genuinely was, though. And then, because it, it was really difficult to get anywhere, and then I said, they're all over 70, at least they'll all be safe. And uh, then... Can you allow, are you allowed to say that? I haven't said it. What have I said? What have I said? Really? Yeah, what have I said? Nothing. Good. If you want to say something, no, you're welcome no. to say it. Any day uh, now. But then, so... <laughs> no. and then I got some Cliff Richard fans telling me they were 35 and stuff, so yeah, that showed, that showed me. <laughs> when I was on the way into the Albert Hall, I passed a bus uh, and it said, I think it said Lancaster. The, loads of, the, the woman from the Albert Hall told me why it was all old people, because the bus company had arranged buses from all over the country to bring old age pensioners to the Albert Hall. So not all Cliff Richard fans are old, just on this day, they were. Uh, and uh, there was a bus and it, all the luggage bit was open and it said Lancaster and I was on my way to gig and I kind of thought, I wonder if I just got in that bus and hid in the luggage compartment whether I could get a free trip to Lancaster <laughs> and then what would I do if I got there? Up to Lancaster? Yeah, I would be in Lancaster and then go... <laughs> and it, I, you know, if I just hit, I reckon if I hid... Because I reckon they'd only be putting wheelchairs and stuff in there. There wouldn't be any actual... No-one's brought their suitcase. No. So I could hide behind something. <laughs> and I was just thinking, it'd be really inconvenient <laughs> if I did that. Be kind of, and then I'd be drove, driven to Lancaster in the luggage compartment of a lot of bus. Do you ever have thoughts like this? There's not many things that would trigger me to say this to you, Richard, yeah. but I genuinely think you're better than that. Okay. <laughs> I'd, have got, I'd, have got out, I'd have got out of the gig. Wouldn't have had to do the gig. Hidden. There was times, there was times, you know, you'll get these times in your career. It wasn't, I didn't... Well, I, you want to hide in well, them. Well, there was a, when I, I've said this a lot of times, when I worked for Weekending, which was a satire, weekly satire show on Radio 4. At one point, there was crates they used to keep all the newspapers in. I emptied them out. I got in one crate and I put the other crate on top of it and I refused to come out of the crates because <laughs> I was fed up of writing jokes about John Major eating peas and being grey. <laughs> gets you this job. That's, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> Eventually, it gets to you. Let me see, what else do I want to ask you? If you could choose between Hiding. having a tit that dispensed talcum powder and a finger that can cure and... and that also cause cancer. Which of those two things? And it's one... Yeah, yeah. one is alternate cancer cure, cancer cure. Um, or you can have as much talcum powder as you want. Yeah, I have the talcum yeah, okay. powder in the tip. Good choice. <laughs> what would you use talcum powder for if you, if you had an unlimited talcum powder? Just probably keeping everything nice and dry. <laughs> OK. <laughs> Down, down there. It's carcinogenic, apparently, so watch out. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I shall remember that next time, my yeah. towel cup. Yeah. I don't know what time we have to finish today. I'm just going to carry on until someone tells me I to stop. I got in trouble with playing a game of Would You Rather with a child at a wedding. Oh, gee. 13-year-old boy, and it was a really good one. And I love Would You Rather. It's the best game ever. And he came over and he was like, Would you rather um, suck chocolate off a tramp's dick. It's like, good start. Um, very good start, but you and I both know this lives or dies by the quality of the next option you lay before me. As with Gemma and some of our friends at this wedding as well, so they were very much aware that I'd left their conversation to play a game of Would You Rather with a 13-year-old child. Um, and I should have stopped, because they were clearly annoyed. Um, but I couldn't go through my life carrying the burden of not knowing what the other option might be. So I said, what is it? And he went, would you rather suck chocolate off a tramp's dick or have a tramp suck chocolate off your dick? <laughs> Mind blown. And Gemma got very annoyed with me because she, and she said that I should have shut him down <laughs> rather than ask him if the tramp had teeth. <laughs> So I pose to you, Richard. Yeah. <laughs> um, I would rather have the chocolate. Well, because I like chocolate. See, though. you're there. <laughs> you like chocolate. If I had chocolate on my dick, I wouldn't want to share it with the tramp. 
Um, uh, this is a good question for you. Uh, sport is intrinsically stupid. Discuss. I like it. I, like, I know you I like, like it. That's stupidity. Why I, I like it, how yeah. stupid it is. I, I do quite like sport myself, but a lot of it's a like it's a thing that a lot of uh, like a lot of comedians I think don't like sport, and a yeah. lot of you know bookish people don't like sport. But it is stupid. Like, it is were, stupid. My mother-in-law loved your adverts for the Rugby World Cup. By the way, she did want me oh. to tell you that they were very fun to do yeah rugby uh, players. but yeah but you obviously work with lots but I was of shit at all of those sports yeah. and I still quite like watching them and supporting them which seems strange because I like, had so many bad memories of playing sports at school yeah. and getting, I fucking hated playing rugby it was a horrible game to play it and is I was well. so short sighted I wear contact lenses but I didn't wear contact lenses when I was at school so I had to play in glasses so I played <laughs> rugby in glasses <laughs> Can you like they used to just beat the shit out of me <laughs> and I also have this thing where I went to a school with loads of teams because it was a very big school so often other visiting schools wouldn't have enough teams to play our teams so I would get put into their teams to play against my own school <laughs> so I'm there in my glasses standing out there on the wing with my little fucking knocking knees and I'm yeah. playing for some random school I've never heard of and getting beaten up by my own friends <laughs> they weren't my friends <laughs> It was weird. Yeah, the, fucking sport is stupid. It is weird. Well, rugby stupid. I do remember the... There's a bit where you have to put your hand up through people's legs. Yeah. That's a weird bit. And I or just... they do, People would always... Well, for me, they'd always just squeeze my balls. I mean, it is a, that bit is very weird yeah. with the rugby bit where they all get down and hug and grab each other's and balls the thing, and then yeah. go... Surely, when they were coming up with the rules, <laughs> someone would have gone, well, yeah, we could just start by someone just passing it to someone else <laughs> we don't necessarily have to go through this dance every time it's ludicrous yeah but I guess you know they're in too deep now shut up shut up shut, shut up, up we're doing shut up shut no, up no. we're Come doing on. that <laughs> just get down <laughs> bend over in front of me <laughs> yeah I'd kind of, I, I do quite like sport but it is it's, it's I don't the appeal of it is strange compared to lots of things lots of um, like anything that's drama or music you can sort of understand why people would why that yeah. initially began, but sport is to watch sport. I don't think there's enough sport where, there's the, where the players aren't very good. Yeah. I would rather watch people who aren't very good at sport playing. Oh, totally. Sport. Like the whole um, drugs at the Olympics and them getting all annoyed. Just They should just embrace it and have a drugs Olympics where... But like recreational drugs. Yeah. So like people taking acid, yeah. like just lying down in the sand pit <laughs> making an angel. <laughs> High swimmers. Yeah. yeah. Some cokey runners. <laughs> or just, I should be in the Olympics. You in the Olympics. Yeah, and just running against... No, but against... You, you have to be high. No, I just want to be in the Olympics doing my best... No, you on ...against her... the best people in the world, <laughs> running the 100 metres, which I think would take me 40 seconds. Mm. I just think that would be fun to watch or... for England. Like, no, we're not going to win it anyway. For England, Richard Herring. I'd like that. And I'd really try. It wouldn't be like I'd be doing it as a joke. I'd really run as fast as I could. Or three good rowers, and then you on heroin in the back of the boat. When I, I remember doing, I, I did athletics a bit as a kid, and uh, the, the, I remember like there was one where we were doing the hundred meters, and then one kid got down to they were they were delaying the start, and one yeah. kid got down to do the proper start, like in the blocks, and, the, and then we thought everyone thought it was being delayed because of that, so we all tried to do, <laughs> all tried to do the proper start. We just meant going. <laughs> so I'd, I'd like to do that at the Olympics <laughs> no one does that stuff yeah well, just give me a bit. chance to go in the Olympics and you never know one in a million times everyone else just dies and on the run from all the drugs they've been taking yeah. and I win I think you could they're doing other if fun you, sports now as well like BMX is at the Olympics yeah maybe they'll bring in darts yeah. well if it's if it's self-playing snooker that is the only that's the that's only the chance one. I have that's then I'm in at my school, um, obviously, because I went to a really ghetto school, um, <laughs> we had this lady there called Kate Middleton. Uh, <laughs> there's no way into that story that doesn't make me sound like a dick. But she, um, she has all the school's sports records. Right. So all the other records of, like, recent times. And then you have to go back, like, ten years for all these other records that Kate Middleton has got, and she's on all the boards of all the things. Right. 
I mean, that's definitely rigged. People yeah, have broken those records, and teachers have just gone, eh, yeah, I think we'd rather have the future Queen of England up <laughs> on the school hall wall. Or just retrospectively, she went back and said, now I'm the yeah, Queen. Yeah, now, can now we, you're Queen. Can you change that? I fucking got the... Uh, <laughs> the long I would time. love it if it was that. Imagine if you just got married to William just for that. Just for that. <laughs> so now we're married. Hello. Can you put mine... Can you get mine in? It really annoys yeah. me. I, I want to be the long jump record holder. <laughs> Um, well, you did a, you're doing the Royal Variety performance, but you got into trouble about doing a joke about the Queen. How are you going to broach that subject? Probably just, just not bring it. it up on the yeah. night. Do you want to just say sorry to it? Could you just go, sorry about that joke? I'm really sorry about that joke, yeah. There's, yeah, it was, it was probably pretty stupid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they've sort of conveniently forgiven. Have they forgiven? They take, there's a little period of time, then they forget. Yeah, because that's what I think. I've said so many terrible things about everyone that I just don't think I can be invited anywhere to do anything. Yeah, but it's amazing how quickly people forget. Because <laughs> so, if enough people do it, then it's hard to keep track of who's. Yeah, well, there's so stuff. many people who made jokes about the royal family that yeah. I think you would, you'd have no one to host it. <laughs> Was it a particularly bad joke, Jack, that you did? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you know what it was I just can't no we don't have to bring it up sorry no. <laughs> we, can, we can take it out again you take it out we'll we take it out take Dave it out. okay make a note of the time of the thing yeah you take it out of the, of the video we'll take it out of the video and promise. The, and the, I promise you and anything wasn't... you want to take out <laughs> as long as you give me but and all, and yeah, five no one here has a phone do they no, no. yeah obviously no you don't oh. tell me backstage and then I'll tell it next week <laughs> No, 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 it wasn't even a joke. It was just that I'd pointed out two facts. <laughs> right. Three facts. Oh. <laughs> I'm going to tell you and then you can say it. Okay. No, no, I can't. <laughs> I was just, I'll, I'll lose that gig. Yeah, okay, we won't. Okay. Yeah. I, if I'd done it, right, what I would have yeah, said, you, you, you know, if I'd joke. written this joke, oh, this is how it had gone. It was the Silver Jew, Golden Jubilee. It was, um, they, weren't, they weren't sitting down because the Duke of Edinburgh had a urine infection and it was their anniversary. I didn't do it as well as you. No, no. It's hard doing jokes, isn't it? No. I didn't, I didn't even know what the joke was. I didn't even say <laughs> We'll cut that out. As, uh, I'll, do, I'll give you an edit point. <laughs> you gave... Uh, you did the last interview for Cilla Black. That is an honour that I'm hoping to bestow on you as well. <laughs> In return. And then, like Conkers, I will have given her her last interview as well. Yeah. That, that was... Well, that's... That, I mean, I didn't, pretty, uh, it wasn't my fault. Didn't. I didn't. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was. Yeah, she was great. Yeah, she was great, and I was quite worried because, obviously, like you know, someone of that like gravitas can they can sometimes be not so great. Yeah. But she was genuinely a very nice lady and gave my dad so much shit. And I respected <laughs> her so much for that. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> well, she hadn't brought that up. <laughs> Can we swap lives, like in Vice Versa? <laughs> it would be a good... Do we do a film where if I can, we swap if I lives? If I can keep your dick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, we're not going to swap back again. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, what happens then? Well, we swap lives, and then I go, this is fine. <laughs> <laughs> and I go and... You have to go... Hide in a coach. It's <laughs> <to> a Lancaster. <laughs> <laughs> For a couple of... <laughs> For a couple of days. I, just, I was on TV I, when I was 28. And, and, then went, and, all went, and then look at me now. Just this, this is a kind of warning from your future. This is, it's all going well now. I went out with Julia Sawala. I thought that's it. You know, everything, everything's going right. And then look now. Look at me now. Happily married with a child. Happily married with a child. Not as good. With a theatre show that you've, <laughs> that I've that you've chosen. Yeah. To no, you're use right. As a, as a stage right. to ask the age-old question: necrophilia or bestiality? <laughs> <laughs> it's 
It's a conscious choice. Way, you wrote that down. In a way, this is better. You were born in 1988. Yeah. <laughs> so, um... You've become a bit like that guy in the pub. Yeah. <laughs> you fucking student! <laughs> I like Pull your fucking trousers out! <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Do you want me to get out the two boxes? I <laughs> 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 have one each. Well, hide in the crate. What? What? You, you went to university for two terms. Did you stop because you were successful? Is that what happened? You became no. a, you became a fictional student. Is that I what happened? stopped, yeah. No, I stopped because, yeah, I was doing stand-up yeah. there and that's what I wanted to do. And I did art, uh, a history of art, and I went there because all my friends were going to Manchester and I accidentally ended up studying, not history of art, but textiles. Okay. <laughs> Is there someone in textiles? Designs? Not the, the, the no, IT. These were like tapestries and stuff. Yeah, I thought you were pointing at the guy yeah, who no, uses so. the medical toilet paper. Like, that was <laughs> <laughs> a textile. We never studied those. But yeah, I, I studied tapestries yeah. for two months. And what weirdly, your... I thought, you know what? Stand-up is more fun than learning about yeah. tapestries. <laughs> but I had a very good time in Manchester. You fall into that accident. You must have ticked a box that said, I want to learn about tapestries. Well, and it was History of Art, and that they just chose that, that the first that whole the year was going to be on tapestries. Yeah. That's where it starts. The clue was in history, that was it. Uh, yeah. Because a lot of the old stuff was... Uh, the old stuff. Cloth-based. Cloth-based. <laughs> it was so fucking boring. <laughs> but I had a great time in Manchester. Yeah. I lived in, the, in a flat that was worse than the flat in Freshmeat. It was just <laughs> for the house it was terrible and then we used to have a thing where like all the all the light <laughs> the lights would keep going and no one could be bothered to change the lights so if a light went out you'd just be like oh right well i guess we're just using this room in the day now <laughs> <laughs> and we had a house party once where a homeless guy that was the guy that i was just impersonating yeah. there that shouts at the students yeah um he came into one of our house parties and passed out on our sofa the following morning i came down and found him there i was like hey, i'm really sorry so could you could you just wake up you're just on our sofa he's like fuck off <laughs> and he got him out of that uh, house and then came back in i realized he'd urinated all over the sofa and i looked at my friend and my friend looked at me and we just nodded and just turned over the cushions <laughs> And they remained turned over for three years in a dark room. <laughs> it was really squalid. Nice. We missed our rent payments one month as well because we bought a crossbow. <laughs> We're like, yeah, we could pay our rent or we could buy this crossbow and then put a mattress in the fucking house <laughs> so we can shoot arrows at a mattress. Yeah. The three people I live with, all unemployed. <laughs> all now unemployed. 28, all unemployed. Wow. Great times. Happy yeah, times. Yeah, but you should be unemployed at 28. <laughs> the right. other one we had. Sorry, I'm just telling yeah. my student no, stories now, but it's do quite it. fun to reminisce. <laughs> we, uh, uh, we had um, a, a party when we first got there, and it was me and my other friend who went to Marlborough, and we arrived in Manchester, so we were still like these like, behind-the-ears middle-class boys in, in Manchester. I didn't really know what, what to do when we moved into our student house. We were like, well, let's throw a drinks party. That'd be nice. <laughs> we'll throw a drinks party. I'll make some canapes. <laughs> and we'll invite some of the other people, the neighbours in the local area, over for some drinks. <laughs> kind of 18 year old thinks like that um, anyway we sent out these flyers obviously no one fucking came other than one house which was opposite the road they all came to our drinks party what we didn't realise is that the house opposite the road was a halfway house and so it was just three posh boys in this house and then all these recovering drug addicts <laughs> sat round having canapes and drinks. I was speaking to a guy in the kitchen. Um, he was like, I said, I'm doing history of art. What course are you on? He went, methadrone. <laughs> <laughs> that was our, yeah, our sponsor. Have you ever seen a ghost? Have I ever seen a ghost? Yeah. Um, no, although I watched Celebrity Ghost Hunting. I sometimes watch yeah. that. Although, because of the calibre of celebrity they get, it's sometimes hard to work out whether they're a ghost or the celebrity. <laughs> Philip Olivier from Hollyoaks. I thought he was haunting her mansion. <laughs> Turns out he was the guest. 
Is having sex with a ghost cheating, or is, would that be allowed? Oh, no, that's fine. That's fine, isn't it? That's fine, they're dead. Yeah. It's yeah. definitely not cheating for them. But not, yeah. Because yeah. they're dead. It's death till, till, till death is do part. Till death is do part. Yeah. Do you, would, would you have sex with a ghost? With Casper? Uh, was... Oh, actually, Casper, that's a bit loaded. <laughs> um, <laughs> what's an adult ghost? Well, most of them. Most it's of weird them. that you would choose the one child ghost oh, no. from, from He's all the most of famous ghost. Casper is. And what's another ghost? I would have go. I'd sex with one of the ghosts from Scooby Doo, and then be disappointed when their head came off and they were. And that is Charlie <laughs> the caretaker. That's the only way Charlie the caretaker caretaker gets any. That's not sex. having sex with a ghost. That's having sex thought, with a caretaker. I thought it was. That's the head wrong. Came off. No, that's... See, that is morally... Your wife is leaving yeah. you again if you're fucking a caretaker. Yeah. But a ghost is fine. Yeah. The only ghost... What talk- about the one... Um, I've, the, 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 the children's sitcom in the 70s. Rent a ghost. Rent a ghost. Timothy Claypole. Til- Timothy well, that's Claypole. What killed him, innit? So that. Uh, but. Uh, <laughs> You went there. Thank you. <laughs> uh, Bob Mumford, I liked. He was in the original Rent a Ghost. Yeah. <laughs> they all there's a curse of Rent a Ghost. They all died. I auditioned for Rent a Ghost Did to you? play Timothy Claypole. Oh, the re- new reboot. Of it. You'd be good at that, yeah. Ah, oh, but I didn't get it. Uh, didn't is it happening? It. Do you want to hear some other funny ones that I've auditioned for? And yeah. Didn't Harry Potter. That was the first one I auditioned for Harry Potter and didn't. What part? As Emma Harry Watson Potter. got it in the end. Yeah. <laughs> 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 no, for Harry Potter. Wow. Um, the, and then the best one is when I signed with my American agent. He was like, um, there's a part that's basically nailed on for you and you sign with us, we'll get you in front of the producer and the director and you're going to get it. And I was like, mm, that sounds good. Sign up. Um, went, did the audition, didn't get it. And I went to see the film. It was on a couple of months ago. Did anyone see Trainwreck? No, the yeah. Amy Schumer film. The part that was mine was John Cena, the wrestler. <laughs> <laughs> and they'd gone, yeah, well, that's definitely going to you. The same agent that two weeks ago sent me a script for Baywatch yeah. to play the lead in Baywatch. The yeah. first um, thing, the, the script direction was he takes off his shirt to reveal rippling muscles. <laughs> he is a former Olympic swimmer. I was like, you fu- what? have you fucking seen me? <laughs> the best one is Jack Davenport, the actor from uh, like Pirates of the Caribbean and yeah, Coupling and all those yeah. things. When he first went to America, his agent... Um, signed him up again with one of those things where he's like, yeah, this part is yours and they love you, Jack. They've seen all of your work and this is definitely going to be yours. Signed up with the agency, went did the audition, went to see the film that he hadn't got that was his part. It was being played by Gene Hackman. <laughs> <laughs> they just talked you to you. <laughs> I think we're going to have to uh, end because I can see the furious theatre manager shaking his fist. At me. He's standing in the light there. Look at that. Is, so he, he, is he real or is he a ghost? He might be a... Is it, can anyone else see him at the back there? It's he does ghost. look like a ghost. He does, he does look, look like, like a ghost. Uh, so, uh, Would fucking him be good? Bad? Good? <laughs> if, oh. I th- if you think he's a ghost, then yeah. according to you, that's fine. <laughs> well, I could think he's, anyway. I think he's a robot. I mean, it's a... who do I have to apologise to? I'm just trying to work through in my head now. <laughs> my I think mom, I may have to apologise to David Hamilton, your my girlfriend, girlfriend Martine McCutcheon. Yeah. Everyone, everyone. Yeah. My, who else? My girlfriend's sister. Thank you very much for reminding me of that. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the wave of nausea <laughs> wasn't enough. Oh yeah, I fucked her up. <laughs> Someone just took a photo of that that way. Oh, no. the nausea. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Thank give you very much for having me. <laughs> You have been listening to Richard Herring's Leicester Square Theatre Podcast with me, Richard Herring, and my guest, Jack Whitehall. The music is by Pest. Thank you to everyone at the Leicester Square Theatre for looking after us so nicely. Thank you to everyone at Go Faster Stripe for pointing their cameras and mainly their sound equipment, and sometimes that gets messed up in the right direction. I don't know whose fault that is. It's produced by Dave George. It's produced by Dave Cribb, and it is a fuzz. Sky Potato and Go Faster Stripe production. Thanks for listening to the podcast. Tell your friends about the podcast and then they can listen to the podcast as well. Not just this one, there's hundreds of these buggers. So go and find them all if you haven't listened to them all yet. Uh, If you like my stuff, go to gofasterstripe.com where you can buy all of my DVDs. My new DVD, Lord of the Dance Settee, should be out by now. So I hope you will buy that. And uh, you can buy all my other shows on DVD pretty much and some books. 
and some badges if you want to help fund future internet stuff. Thank you for listening. Goodbye.